Welcome to the About Life with Joe podcast. I'm Joe, and your life is about to get better. Please subscribe and enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to About Life with Joe. Today, I'm going to discuss how to best handle going back to work in person if you've been working from home during this pandemic. A lot of my mentees have brought it up, the one-on-one clients that I have, that some of them are struggling with this. So I've been able to help them with it. So I'm sharing some of the highlights um, that I use to help them in order to help you. Please share this with others as this is a very relevant and hot topic right now. The number one concern that my mentees are bringing up around going back to the office, there are actually four major concerns, but the first one is how do you handle keeping your healthy routines that you've built while being able to work at home? How do you transition those into a back in-person situation? For example, if you have been sleeping more, if you, well, because you're not commuting, so obviously you have the opportunity to sleep more. Number two, you could squeeze a workout in here and there because you're working from home. It's not like you have to plan around it. Um, number three, how do you eat, maintain your healthy eating habits? You were able to just go into your kitchen and make yourself something to eat versus going out with a bunch of coworkers and grabbing something, which is never, which is always delicious, but never going to be as healthy. Fun fact, when I had my corporate job all through my twenties, uh, and into my early thirties, I like in the stone ages, I would make myself lunch every single day and I would bring lunch to work and I would eat the lunch by 9 a.m. because we'd go to work really early in those days. We'd be there at like seven. Um, Actually, we'd compete like who could get to the office early because we were that stupid. Um, And (laughs) oh God, lots of stories there, but I digress. I used to eat my lunch by 9 a.m. And then all of the, we used to instant message each other then on our computers because there was no texting or anything like that. And we would instant message each other about where we were going to go to lunch. And we would discuss that from 9 to 11 a.m. like it was part of our job. Anyway, super fun um, to eat lunch out with coworkers is my point. But if you have developed this habit and you feel good about yourself and you're making lunch, bring your lunch to work a couple of days a week. You need to just plan. There's nothing around this, okay, other than planning. You need to take a couple hours on Sunday and you need to organize yourself for the week. I teach my mentees how to do this and my one-on-one clients um, all the time. You take two hours on Sunday and you plan your meals Monday through Thursday. I still do this now and it's just me and Thalia at home, but that's why even though I have a very busy work life and a very active and full social life, that there's always a healthy hot meal on the table. And that has really allowed me to stay healthy, to be um, really never worried about my weight uh, ever, or my daughters never worry about it because there's always something delicious and healthy and homemade to eat pretty much five days a week. Um, at my house. And I work like probably 80 hours a week. So I don't think anybody has an excuse 
on why they can't have food that they prepare themselves now that they're transitioning back to the office. It just takes some time. So do it on a Sunday and organize yourself, download a couple of podcasts, maybe this one, listen to those, stream them in your kitchen or put them on speaker on your iPhone and make your meals, plan your sleep schedule, plan your workouts, put these into your calendar like they are important meetings because they are important meetings with yourself. Who's more important than you to you? Okay. So if you make it a priority and you build in those healthy habits, they will continue. If you don't think you can do it, you're absolutely right. You can't do it. So whatever you tell yourself will happen, will happen. So if you tell yourself it's going to happen, it's going to happen. The number two concern was how to handle the fear of catching COVID. All right. As a person who's had cancer, who had a dad who was super duper sick and ended up dying of a disease. He actually died of uh, progressive multiple sclerosis. Actually, he died of an actual pneumonia, but due to the fact that he had progressive multiple, multiple sclerosis. Um, yeah, I'm a constantly recovering hypochondriac. I don't know if you know that about me, but I always worried about catching, or not catching, but getting breast cancer. And guess what I did? Now, COVID is obviously very different. It's a virus. It's here to stay. It's like the flu. It's not going anywhere. There are a million things that can happen to us as humans every day. We're in a very vulnerable state, whether we want to admit it pre-COVID or post-COVID or during COVID. You can walk out of your house right now and get hit by a truck and die. You could get a diagnosis in an hour. You could catch COVID. Out of those three, I would pick COVID. And I understand that there has been a lot, a lot of pain and suffering and a lot of loss through COVID. And I am not minimizing it at all. It is scary as fuck. And it, we didn't know anything about it. Now we have a lot more data. We have the opportunity to, to be vaccinated, which is definitely helping. And we need to live as human beings. And if we live in fear of something that has not happened yet, or that we fear it will happen, it, it's as if it's happening constantly. So just remember to do what you can to be smart about it and try not to live in constant fear of what could happen in the future, because that's not real. It hasn't happened yet. If I could go back and capture all of the hours that I had worrying Every time I went to a mammogram, every time I had to have a biopsy, the stress I felt during those times of what could have happened and I could have had breast cancer, it was like I was telling my body I did have it. And eventually I did have it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know these feelings because I've been feeling these feelings for like 15 years. So my point is. You could worry about catching COVID all day, and that's not going to prevent you from catching it. It's not. So choose to make smart decisions around what you can do to minimize your exposure, stay as healthy as you can, go back to what I was saying earlier, you know, eat well, sleep well. And then if you do catch COVID or when you do catch COVID, your chances of recovering from COVID are really, really high. And that is really good news compared to where we were a little over two years ago. Number three, 
This is a good one. How to get over the fact that you legit have to go to the office and stop complaining about it. Now, I know a lot of you are in environments where you're commiserating with your coworkers. Believe me, I used to be the ringleader of the stuff. Okay. And then I realized that when I was, I realized how impactful I was to my coworkers. And I knew I wanted to be in a leadership role eventually in my company. And I stopped complaining and I started to lead or not partake in the gossip and all of the negative things that are associated that, that people talk about, like water cooler talk. It's like a thing. I mean, Saturday Night Live did a skit on it forever. Just stay out of the fray. Now, how do you do that? Let me give you some tangible, real facts to hang your hat on. Since the beginning of time, literally, like the birth of civilization, caveman times, the cavemen would leave their caves and they would go out to hunt for food. That was their work. They left their cave and they went to work. That's what we do as humans. The, the, the weird thing is that for the past two years, a lot of us have had the option to not do that. Now, I've always, I've worked from home for the past seven years. So for me, my day-to-day during COVID did not change. But I also have 11 years of working in a corporate environment where I did have to travel. I had to get up. I had to go to the office. I had to lead teams, all that stuff. So I have both perspectives. I want to remind you that the company that's bringing you back to work is paying you to come back to work. They're paying you to do your job. You're not doing them a favor. You're not a volunteer. So they're paying you. So you either need to accept the terms of that position in order for you to get paid, which means going back to work, or you don't. But stop complaining about it. There are just two options here. You either do it or you don't do it. But the complaining about it will only make everything that you're going through worse. It is not possible for you to get what you want here. Okay. I can guarantee you that you, whatever position you're in, are not going to change these decisions that senior management, the CEO of your company, HR, and all of the consultants that they have brought in to make sure this transition will go as smoothly as possible. You are not going to change their mind. So you need either you need to either get on fucking board or don't. But there's no in between here. There's no maybe. This is an opportunity for you to figure out who you are and what you want. Are you a follower? Are you going to be a troublemaker? Are you going to rally all your employee, all your coworkers to talk shit about this transition and you're going to stay in this in the miserable story and you're just going to be a pain in the ass? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's who you are. Or are you going to take this as an opportunity to make the best of a situation and lead and support the decision that your company that is paying you, by the way, has made? Okay. And cooperate because that's really the best option here. That will make you more productive in your work. It'll make you happier in your life. And (laughs) what makes you better than all the other people that 
have gone back to work to make your life easier? That's what I want to know. I want you to stop and ask yourself that question. What if the bartender that made your drink last night in the bar that you've been frequenting, well, when everything opened up and you met your friends for cocktails, what if that bartender said, you know, I don't want to go to work? How would you get your drink? What if the Amazon drivers that have delivered your thousands of packages, most of them unnecessary purchases that you bought, decided that they were not going to go to, you know, they weren't going to drive your packages. Would you have gotten any of that stuff? What about if all the supermarket and Whole Foods employees decided, hey, I'm not going to work. These people have been working all the time to enable you to have all of the things that you have. So now that you have to go to work, you're scared or you don't want to do it. What if they didn't want to do it? What would you have? Where would you be? Like, what makes you better than all these other people? I don't get it. I I feel like this is a completely elitist, snobby attitude. Like all of the people that are around you that have had to show up. What about all like the doctors and the nurses and the, the Uber drivers and the people at Starbucks making your coffee so you can feel you're normal during all of this incredibly stressful past two years? What if they didn't want to go to work? But they did. They went to work. So you need to go to work, too. Okay, this is your wake up call. This is the time where you shit or you get off the pot like that's it. But stop complaining about it. It's ridiculous. You're not doing anybody a favor. You're getting paid to do this. Just like all the other people that provide all of these services for you are getting paid to do their jobs and they're showing up. And that is what a huge part of what makes your life the way it is. So appreciate what you have and now do your part because we're all here having a human experience together. And when people complain and they're negative and they cause trouble, that only makes bad things happen. I also want to point out to you that two years ago, this time, we didn't know if we could walk outside and catch this virus. We're wearing gloves to go to the supermarket. Entire industries had shut down. People couldn't get cancer treatments. The world was, the world had stopped for the first time. Like ever had this happened, like on this massive scale all over the world. Nobody could travel. Nobody could do anything. And that sucked more than you going back to the office. So the fact that you can go back to the office is a clear indication that we have all of the things in place to stay as healthy as possible so we can work. It is a privilege to work. It is a privilege. You're not doing anybody a favor. Okay. It is a privilege to have your job. So once you start seeing your job like this, and I work one-on-one with people, to, and this is why they excel in their careers and they make more money and they end up leading um, and being more successful than they could have imagined, is because I'm like, it is a privilege to work. You're not doing anybody a favor. Get over yourself. You're not that special. Okay? None of us are. It's a privilege to have a job. Remember that, not the other way around. The fourth and final one is an interesting one. What if you've been hired during COVID and you work for a company and now you're transitioning back into the office and all of the people that were hired and knew each other before COVID 
all have their little work friend groups and you're feeling like you have a little FOMO and you're feeling like odd man out. What do you do? Well, there's a lot of advantages to this. One is you already know how to do the job. So the hardest part about starting a new job is learning to do the job, right? So you've got that already checked out, checked off the box, right? So you're entering, in essence, a new work situation already knowing how to do the actual job. So your job here is to figure out who the players are. Make yourself available, be friendly, listen to what everybody's saying, create opportunities where you can go out with different people. Like you can invite people out for a coffee or to grab lunch or a post work cocktail. And you can take your time here to create a work friend group. There's no emergency. You guys are used to Google. You're used to getting an answer in five fucking seconds. Things take time. Relationships take time. They take time to build. Out of all of my, you know, corporate experience, I have over 11 years of corporate experience. I have good friends from that that I'm still friends with to this day. And those relationships took time. It's not like you're going to go in on the, you know, the first Tuesday post COVID whenever post, you know, the COVID protocol and you're going to go in and all of a sudden you're going to be like having all these friend group situations. Plus, guess what? PSA, you already have your friend group. Okay, you did just fine. You're the one that didn't want to go back to work because you're so happy at home with all your friends. Okay, so relax. Take some time. Figure out who everybody is. Figure out who you want to hang out with. You're an adult here. This is not college. This is not high school. So stop acting like it. All right. Get it together. Realize how very, very lucky you are. A, to be alive. B, to be healthy enough to work. C, to have a job. And go And in the words of Bill Belichick, do your job. That's it. That's the definition of success. Getting up and putting in the work. That's what every successful person I know does. That's what I do every day. There's no secret sauce. That's what it is. So have that approach. Change your attitude. This is your like attitude adjustment. Reset. And, you know, just do your best. And I promise you it's all going to be. That's it for today. This is...